stock markets rallied on Thursday again because it looks like they're getting closer to an infrastructure deal. Uh, 21 bipartisan senators going over to the White House. But there, it looks like ultimately there's going to be one. It's just what are they going to spend the money on? And classic infrastructure is the thing they keep coming back to. It's an, it, there's an interesting company, Juniper Capital, which is a Dallas-based private equity firm, has been investing in infrastructure, classic infrastructure, water and sewer, that sort of thing. Lou Grabowski is the chief operating officer of Juniper and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, David, and um, it's a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you. So, so tell me about this. What was and I know you all have just finished like your third or fourth acquisition up there in this business. Is this all because of the in anticipation of an infrastructure package? Well, our first uh, investment in in two thousand and seventeen was a marine construction company in Washington, and they uh, specialize in solution, underwater solutions for dam owners and, and private utilities, which introduced us to infrastructure. We then acquired two companies in the Northeast that were in water and sewer rehabilitation. And the a- recent acquisition that you just referenced was a, a TV cleaning and inspection company of water and sewer lines. That's the front end aspect of, of of uh, the rehabilitation process. And so we've sort of backed into infrastructure as one of our three main focus areas, but we love it because it's sustainable. It's gonna be there. There's an enormous need and there's a solutions element to each of these businesses. And, and we concentrate the Northeast, I assume, because that's the oldest that was developed first. I guess some of that stuff is over a hundred years old. Yeah, very insightful that the, the infrastructure there, particularly the underground infrastructure, is in that category of age. And there's leakage, there's disruption, there's uh, a pipe that needs to be expanded and, and increased, as well as cleaned. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's, it's not a good situation, David. No, but it's also, pardon me, not a very sexy business. So I would guess maybe there's not a lot of competition in this? Very interesting question. Uh, actually, it's a very fragmented industry. You have a number of water and sewer rehabilitation companies across the country, uh, but they operate in 250 mile radius areas. Generally, there are a couple national players, but for the most part, the market is comprised of that size business because the relationship element with the municipalities is very important. When things break down, you need people there you need people that, 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 that have a stake in the community, have done work there in the past, and understand the systems. And so that close relationship model goes hand in hand, notwithstanding that this is a very bid-type business. Oh, that's right. You have requests for proposals that are going out, and, and you have to be competitive. That is, In fact, my experience with that is that's one of the, the, the things that expertise you want to buy is somebody who really knows how to put in a good bid. That, that estimation, I've, I've, I've uh, really, I've learned a lot in this industry as I've transitioned into private equity, but two things I've learned. One is that, that the estimating process is where you win and lose the game. And the other element is that you really have to have an understanding of engineering because engineers, David, are behind so many things, particularly in this rehabilitation area. Yeah, I mean, when I think of this, I would think of, 
you know, the costs associated with digging up pipeline. Well, actually, I think it's going on with gas lines in North Texas right now because some of them are really old. But digging up and the time and, and expense of this. So what you guys are doing is fixing the existing pipes, for example. Yeah, the simplest way to say that is, and this is a proven technology that's been around almost four decades now. So this is an avant-garde. This is cured-in-place piping, which is the alternative to dig and replace where you, in essence, put a pipe within the pipe. It's a very interesting process where you put a uh, resin within the sleeve, you heat it, put it through the existing pipe, pull out the, pull out the sleeve, and the resin forms to the existing pipe. And in infrastructure in very saturated areas where, where you don't have the ability to put in big pipe and, and replace it, that's the that's the best alternative, and it's a fraction of the cost of dig and replace for all the reasons you cited, yeah. the inconvenience as well as the cost. Well, in new areas, you, you put in new pipe, certainly. Well, or if you need more capacity, I guess you, you, you have to do that. But this okay. seems like the first cut. Well, so tell me about you're, you're a private equity firm. Um, you're not buying this to pass along to your kids or grandkids to run. What's the exit strategy? What do you tell your investors? The uh, the exit strategy is is one that is 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 uh, rooted in, frankly, David. Unlike many private equity firms, a more longer term uh, strategy. It's it's doing the right things. It's building it's building a strong cohesive foundation and organization, but with uh, alternatives to exit that you have to see at the very start of an investment because we wouldn't be yeah. treating our investors right if we didn't see it. On the other hand, we're not forced to sell. You know, our time frame would be somewhere in the four to seven year period, probably that would be desired state. But if we can produce value in an investment and distribute uh, and return capital along the way, we can stay in an investment. We're not being forced by our investors. We have a unique model that allows us to to convey to a seller that, uh, you know, there doesn't have to be a quick churn to this because frankly, David, another aspect of our model is that we want our sellers to continue on with the business. We, we have uh, an operations element to support them. On the other hand, yeah. w- they have built this business. We want them to, they roll some of their equity with ours and we kind of move forward together. And so, uh, that that's another key aspect of, of a little longer term strategy than a quick flip. Well, the other side, too, is you talk about what a fragmented business this is. I don't know that you have quite the synergy yet, but you ought to be getting there. Do you see a roll up possibility? I mean, we've we seen that going on in a lot. Of, you know, uh, concrete cement, for example, you know, comes to mind that we've seen roll ups in that. Uh, we do. And that's exactly what we're trying to do, David, that, that in parts of the country, Northeast is our, our, our first endeavor. We're looking at another region as we speak, and we have one under letter of intent at this point in time, but we're trying to get a concentration within a region that we yeah. keep the mutual uh, interdependency of the entity so they stay close to their customers in the marketplace. We, we apply some business process against multiple companies in a region so we can uh, leverage the platform, but not take their eye off of the customer and providing solutions, uh, but create something of high value that's going to be, inter- that we think is going to be interesting to several 
channels of, of, of participant in infrastructure. Well, it's fascinating. Like I say, your your timing couldn't be better. It's just not not very sexy. You are like a throw an electric car manufacturer in there or something, right? It's just what <laughs> <laughs> you know. One one of the to, to your point, however, uh, one of the aspects. There's more technology in this business than than people might think. And what we'd like to do going forward in some of the add-on activity is to enable these companies with with some level of technology and innovation that that sets us apart for example you know the key a, a big key to this is identifying where you need to go to fix because a lot of this particularly this infrastructure we're talking about even in our marine construction business is underwater or underground and you can't see it you can't touch it necessarily unless you unless you go there now, now there are techniques through technology to identify where the problems are so public environments can can direct their money to the right places and not just spread it around. Fascinating business. Luke Grabowski is the chief operating officer for Juniper Capital Management. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, sir. Thank you, David. Have a nice day. Thanks for more of our conversation with Mr. Grabowski. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.